This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. And a big hello to all of our Make Your Pitch audience. We appreciate each and every one of you listening to these episodes. Uh, people who are starting up a business or to the investors that are part of that particular process and to the experts that we bring on from time to time that may make a difference in how you approach the starting and the growth of your business. Today is one of those expert days. And by expert, I mean someone who has uh, a number of companies that are successful, a number of companies that are he's building for the future, uh, both in uh, uh, the tech area, uh, the fashion area, the fine art area. He is all over the scale, but he does know how to grow a business. Now, that being said, I'm Christopher Knight. And I am the ever-precise Ellen J. Harris. Ever-precise. I wonder about that sometimes, Ellen, but uh, we'll let it go for right now without having a long discussion on it, since uh, you actually said you may have to leave a little early. So yes. we'll just go ahead and roll along. Let's, uh, let's start by your introducing our guest today. Okay, thank you. Our guest today is Jayan Kutari. He is an entrepreneur who founded Veltrus, one of the top performing management consulting and investment firms in the United States, landing in the top 10 of the Fortune 500 fastest growing businesses of 2020. He is also a presidential appointee nominated to the by the governor of the state of Maryland and appointed to the president appointed by the President of the United States to serve on the governing board. He leverages his background in U.S. public policy from Harvard to lead policy efforts and advisory to world leaders to push digital transformation by utilizing Web 3.0 technologies in areas including but not limited to fintech, hospitality, agritech, healthcare, and government. Jayan also co-founded U.S. government contracting firm Croleo, which provides solutions to clients in both the government and private sectors such as Hilton, NASA, Veterans Affairs, and the Department of Defense. Welcome, Jayan Kutari. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Uh, Jayan, I tell you what, that... Uh... I don't think anybody can come close to that resume, and I don't. We're not even going to try today. What we want to do in wel welcoming you to make your pitch is we want to take advantage of your knowledge 
And the companies who are just have a concept to the companies who have just maybe a prototype and, and moving through the process and the, the ups, the downs, the pitfalls and the things to watch for. And I think that uh, that discussion might be quite interesting to our audience. So I'm going to turn the ball over to you and let you roll, my friend. Awesome. Awesome. It's exciting to discuss these topics uh, because they're so prevalent uh, today more than ever, given that uh, startups are exploding left and right in, in just about every industry we could think of and ones which aren't even don't even exist yet. I mean, you know, so, um, you know, to start things off, I would say that uh, startup journeys uh, tend to go in any direction. Um, they are, uh, you know, there's no specific formula. There is no, you know, rules to this. There is no uh, framework essentially, but there are certain things to keep in mind when starting up, uh, basic principles. And I think uh, it always goes back to the basics. Uh, no matter if we're doing building a rocket ship or, you know, creating a new, I don't know, fast food chain, who knows? Uh, it's all about the basics. And um, I guess, you know, you, to, to, to kind of uh, start that uh, discussion, I guess we start with uh, the conception stage uh, when it's born uh, as, 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 a, as a idea. And during this stage, a lot of people generally are just, you know, they're warming up, they're, they, they, they're, they're getting their juices flowing and uh, somewhere along the line, it clicks and they're like, yep, this is, this is, this might be something. And generally there are various levels to ideas. I believe, uh, you know, you could say a level one idea is something you, I, or anyone off the street can come to the same conclusion. So that, that solution is not too proprietary. Then you have a level two solution, which is more so, uh, comes from an industry background. You've spent decades in an industry and you come to a conclusion on a more efficient way of moving uh, within that industry and helping with that industry. So a very niche kind of concept, which you really would need expertise uh, to come to those conclusions, to come to that idea. And of course you have a level three idea, uh, which is top tier. And it, it, it's not really, it, it's a mix of things, right? It's, it's like something an average person off the street couldn't come across, it's also something a person from your industry might overlook, but the reason what makes it special is because it draw it's, it's, it's drawn from your own personal experience, whether it be from your childhood, whether it be from whenever, and then you mix that in with your own uh, actual career experience, and then you come up with something grand, which no one will ever, you know, could have ever thought of. Um, so number one thing is understanding, like, what makes your idea special, right? Uh, once you realize that, wait a minute, I, you know, if you look it up, you're looking at it, there's no other people in the market doing it, then you realize just how unique it is and uh, how, how important it is for you to make it happen. Um, and now, now that you have your idea, now you realize that it's not so common that, you know, uh, you might just be uh, taking a, a big risk because everybody can come up with the same uh, conclusion. Um, now that you, you figure that out, uh, out and then you, you're sitting on a level one, uh, two or three idea, um, what happens next? Um, now at this stage, uh, you're either going to be solo 
as it usually starts. Yeah, you know, it's the journey starts uh, by yourself or maybe with one or two, three, three other people, close, co- close friends or colleagues. And then, you, you know, you, you have to talk about it. You have to discuss it. Think out loud and try to figure out the flaws. Let someone poke holes into your idea. Let someone um, give you feedback. Uh, it's important because a lot of times people skip steps. They, everybody thinks they're Einstein, at what, uh, you know, and they want to just run and say, I know all of it. I, I figured it out. I thought of all the angles. But in reality, uh, you know, there's so many things about ideas. Uh, every idea is a good idea at the right time. But, uh, you know, not all ideas get to have that time. <laughs> so uh, it's always good to understand that when you talk out loud, don't be afraid to share ideas. Don't be afraid to, uh, you know, disclose it to people in, in, you know, close circles or people, you, you, you know, for a fact that they understand what you're saying and they can give you, give you proper feedback. Uh, that's a, a big uh, hurdle in, in, in startups is a lot of people are very secretive. Uh, they're all, you know, they, yes. they, 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 they're like, oh, I got the secret sauce and nobody should know. And they, you know, you, you just thought of this idea yesterday at McDonald's. You wrote it down on a napkin. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't think, uh, you know, big corporations are knocking at your door, spying on you. So, so that's, a, that's, the, that's the thing, right? People get very like secretive and they're like, oh, I shouldn't reveal this to that or that. There's nothing like that. Look, if you came up with the idea, someone else also can come up with the idea. Maybe not today, but they eventually will, right? Because it's, it's not too far-fetched, right? So the point is that now, you know, a lot of startups, they, they start too heavy. They, they start too heavy. They're too restrictive. And that's the, that's the end of the startup. <laughs> like, that's already the end, yes. right? It ends, it ends right. where it begins. And that's where uh, I, I would say that one of the first pointers for a startup should be be open, be flexible, be open-minded and learn to adjust and, and, and grasp knowledge and, and, and kind of participate in, in, in battle testing your idea. And um, yeah. Thank you for saying that about the battle testing. One of my uh, biggest challenges with startups is to help them adjust their mindset around revenue generation. And once they have a viable product idea, they are seem to be reticent to put that idea in the marketplace such that they are offering it for sale to get a feel for if the market will purchase it or not. What is your experience in that in that regard? Um, it's definitely, uh, depending on the industry, it's definitely a balancing act. So if you're in fintech, for example, you do want to be careful because you know, you're dealing with finances and it's a very, exactly. very, it's, it's, it's like a very fragile dance. Uh, so, but if we're talking about something, which is more so like a traditional, like, oh yeah, let me just throw it out there. Oh, these people, they don't like this color. I'm going to change the color of the product and, or shape or whatever. So, um, it, depending on the product, depending on the industry, uh, sometimes it's difficult. I understand, uh, given like you know the n- different industries, it's difficult to get immediate feedback. So they're like, oh, they're slower to put out a product, and they're doing it like uh, you know carefully. But then in other times, if they're if they have flexibility and it's more so, you just put it out there, go for it. There's no there's no harm harm done, and 
uh, it would make sense to know either, you know, you gotta, you gotta feel the water if you jump in. So, uh, it makes no sense just staring at it. Right. <laughs> Especially when you're building a boat. <laughs> uh, so, <It's> true. <laughs> so, uh, so that's, that's the, uh, what I would say. And that's startups like, uh, it, it, it's kind of crazy. It, it's a crazy, it's just so fast paced. Startups are just so fast paced and uh, everybody wants to get things done. Everybody wants, but then you're right. Sometimes they just forget the most important thing, the product. Um, you know, they, they go into the business model, they, you know, charts and numbers. They don't matter. Uh, they don't really matter. It, what matters is does your idea work, <laughs> right? So, you know, you can show me the fanciest charts and projections and all of that and look, make, make your company look like Apple and make yourself look like Steve Jobs, but uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> unless you've sold any, you know, something or you've shown me something and, and I, I find it like, okay, this works. I, I could see this being implemented. Um, other thing is partnerships. Even if certain products cannot be actively tested in the market, find a small partner, use them as the test subject, right? Use them as the guinea pig and, you know, tell them, hey, listen, and this is what we did for a hospitality solution. Uh, we started that solution, uh, you know, it, goal for the solution, of course, is the big picture, right? You, you want to implement it in every hotel, blah, blah, blah. But where did we start? We started a conversation at local uh, locations for a certain brand. Uh, you know, uh, which aren't franchise, uh, which are franchise owned hotels. So you get the, you get the, 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 the shiny big brand, but you also get like a decent feedback. You don't have to go through corporate or all that. Now, of course we had the chairman of that company uh, on our uh, board. And so it did help to go to corporate direct, but we didn't start that way, even though we could have, we started small, but this feedback from the, from the, from the local franchisees of, of this uh, particular brand showed us that, hey, look, this stuff actually is necessary. And, and we made a few adjustments. Uh, it was, it was a, um, uh, a management system for hotels. But the point, is, uh, point was that we didn't wait to speak to the big, big guy, right? Yes. We don't need to do that. And that's, that's, that's the thing. You don't need to wait, wait around for some big corporation to knock at your door. It doesn't make sense. No one's going to do that. And even if, if they do, then you probably build a time machine or something because uh, it has to be big and, or, you know, it's, it, must, it must be something crazy. But uh, generally, like you got your idea, you figure out how strong your idea is, you put, out, put it out there, you get your feedback. Don't worry about people trying to, you know, like, oh, they're going to steal my idea. No, they're not. No one's going to just magically turn a bit, like start a business. All right. Like that's not how it works. Right. So. So be open with your idea because eventually you're going to have to tell the world your idea if you want the world to know what you do, right? If it's so, you know, you know, drastic to to change society or impactful, should I say, everybody's going to know about it, right? So, um, so the next step is figuring out your 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 group and your focus. It's like, oh, well, my idea is pretty solid. I think I have solid ground. It doesn't seem like something the everyday person can figure out. So clearly. It required some special experience, you know, whether it be life experience plus industry experience or some something which made it unique to even conceive that idea. Then you go into the, you get battle tested, people poke holes into it, you get stronger. Then you go into the business side of it where you have to start. What do you do? 
Well, you need it. You need to figure out your strengths and weaknesses. Are you the business guy or are you the tech guy or are you the what guy? What role are you? Right. You could. You, what role do you want to play in your idea, in, in your idea's uh, re, uh, conception and to reality? The uh, so that's that's another thing, right? Because then you're going to have to find co-founders, and that's another part of the equation. But <laughs> you know, the the fu the fun thing here is that what I would like to get home to people is, and I like to say this, is the job of an entrepreneur. Um, isn't to be the sharpest tool in the shed. The job of an entrepreneur right. is to build the sharpest tool in the shed. So right. you might not know accounting or 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 you know how to balance books or or the legal stuff or who cares? You don't have to. Okay, you 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 know what you know. You're gonna make a lot of friends who know what they know, and lo and behold, you're gonna have your friend who's a lawyer, your friend who's an accountant, and they're gonna be like, oh yeah, look, uh, all right, we'll we'll pitch in, we'll start. And, you know, they'll be contributing to you know, sweat equity for the most part. That's how things start. Um, and they'll give their time their, their, and their knowledge. And you're, you're the founder uh, with whatever, you know, undefined skill set, who knows, might be just general business or, you know, or leadership, whatever it is. And now your job is to make all of this a reality. You have your friends who have the skills. You have your idea. You have a vision, which is constantly being refined. And now you don't need to feel like uh, you're bogged down by this, all the little obstacles like, oh, wow, how do I file for this or do for that? And you're like, no, I just got my friend who will do it for me, right? Um, and of course, they'll get a small equity or something. So now you have your idea, your people, you got to make it happen. Now, you, you know, give yourself a timeline. Time, time is fluid. It doesn't mean that just because you don't meet your own deadlines doesn't mean your idea is dead. It just means that you just need to keep going, right? So um, knowing when to go forward is another part of this. Uh, give yourself three months, right? I, I would say my rule of thumb is uh, when it comes to this is look, assess yourself. If three months from now you turn around and you feel like it's just, it's, it's nothing's changed, something's gone terribly wrong. Uh, there's, there's nothing, you know, it's still, things are still on napkins and nothing's, nothing's changed. You have all the people yet. Things have gone terribly wrong. You need to like take a step back and be like, okay, wait, what do I need to do? Am I even focus, focusing on this, right? You have time commitment, manage your time, manage your people, your team's time um, and make sure that you are making progress. Whether Even if it's little by little, it doesn't matter. But the point is if you turn around three months from now and then you feel that it's, it's, it's actually looks very different from where you started, then you've done decent. Now, um, once you have a idea you have the mvp you put in sweat equity now we need to talk about money you need more money you need to you know you can't you can't be uh doing this forever you need you need help what do you do um you have to create a pitch deck you have to create a a, a get that uh get get all of that uh you know presentations and stuff going don't do don't do something like go on LinkedIn and spread your uh, deck all over, you know, add random people. And and, and, and then I've seen too many people uh, from every corner of the world just come in and shoot me random decks. Like I knew these people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to read this stuff. I don't even know who they are. So that, you know, that's, it's very, it's in too informal. Try to instead go on these platforms, 
and see the key people who are in whether it's VC positions or you know they're they're, they're directors in VCs or they they, they focus on uh, you know they're in the startup space and then uh, try to connect with them have calls everything's accessible everyone's accessible these days have calls and try to develop instead of asking them for money first ask them for their feedback so you you have a a, a deck which is you know properly made and then ask them like hey you know we'd like you to have have you on board as an advisor or whatever it may be so you know that you have heavyweights behind you and, and your team is no longer looking like a ragtag uh, group of people now it's becoming more and more like a professional uh, a company uh, which if you now you know through their networks and stuff you know they'll work with you you know a lot of people are are willing to work with you on on uh, helping your startup more than you you you'd, you'd probably be surprised how many people are willing to help you um and use the help they're there for a reason right so allow them to give you their feedback allow them to help shape your company your pitch deck and allow them to introduce you to people who may be interested, right? It might not be the immediate person who'll write the check, but it will surely be his friend or his friend's friend. So that's how it goes. Uh, so whatever it is, when you meet people, don't be looking at the, the dollar signs. Chances are you're not gonna get it. Instead, look at the value, understand the value in the situation, the value in the person, who do they know, right? What, 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 what can they uh, offer you beyond just uh, uh, check you, know, you don't want to end up end conversations with uh oh sorry we can't give you the you know you're too early we don't want to give you the funds yeah we'll, we'll catch up later you, know, you want conversations which go like it's oh it's, it's, it's nice talking to you guys i like your energy i like what you're doing um i'm happy to hop on board as an advisor for you guys and see where we can help you and then they will of course like i said connect you with other people that's that's value that's more value than getting a simple no let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode i have just set up our customer relation management system using crm engine not just for its many options but because its price is well below that of the big boys the crm engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts including those who are scheduled to pitch our investors and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Maker Pitch what it is, the people. So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, go to the show notes of this episode. One of the things that I've experienced with startups is they have not clearly defined the problem that they solve, which takes them around the track, if you will, because they can't answer an investor about the problem uh, and, and what the solution is and why their product or what their vision is will, will be the solution. Do you have that experience in, with startups that you work with or do you work with startups at that level? I do work with startups in a in a general sense, like on various subjects uh, matter. But uh, in that particular case you just described, yes, it is true. A lot of startups come in with a solution to a problem which either doesn't exist or doesn't need to be solved with their solution in particular. Uh, so, that's right. <laughs> you know, and and that's another thing. Um, it's kind of like I, I, I there's very few times when I see an idea and it really 
clicks in my mind. I'm like, wow, like, why didn't I think of that? Like that, that kind of ideas. And those ideas yes. I know for a fact, like they do really well. But then when people come to me with something, which I know for a fact that it's like, I've seen variations of it or, you know, people have, then I'm just kind of like, guys, you need to really think about it. Like, you know, do you really know your competition? Do you know how far you don't want to be the one, you know, and I used this example before, you know, in your industry, you think you're the greatest, you think you're the biggest or whatever, and you, you barely gotten off the ground. You don't want to be the guy building a, 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 a tricycle in an industry where everyone is building rocket ships, right? You don't want to be that guy. And then grandiose, you know, thinking you're the king of the world. You have to be grounded. You have to be realistic. Look around, take a good look around and then see, wait a minute. We've spent six months and we've ended up with the very bare bones basics, right? But someone else started something six months, like in the same, same field, same, they're your competition, but they've grown astronomically, right? And you have to ask yourself, what made their solution that, you know, attractive? What makes what your solution different, like to a point where you're still bare bones and they are skyrocketing. And usually you'll find out that, hey, that the solution you're providing needs a lot of refinement. It needs, it needs to answer the serious stuff. Yeah. The last question I have for you in this context is what I find with startups is they, they not, they're not fully grounded in management skills or financial skills. And I say to them, you've got to have those two together because the investor, when they look at your deck, they look at you, these are the things they want to have uh, presented so that they have the assurance that you know what you're doing. That's Is that right. something that you encounter? Do you coach them around those two areas? A lot of times people, uh, you know, investors, you know, if you, if you, if your product is too early, but the idea is good and you, you do have the experience to deliver, like they know that this isn't like a random person off the street coming, coming to them. Right. So they know that there's, there's something there. They just need to put it in, like, give it a few days, give it a few months. It will come together. Um, at that point, they're investing in the people. A lot of times they won't even care too much about the projections of the charts because it's not realistic, right? There's no product, there's no nothing. You you, you gotta you know. But then in the <laughs> case right. like you, you the case you described, where they there's an idea, but then they want more. They want to know the numbers. They want to like usually that means that the, the startup is more mature. Um, yes. You know, there's a it's gone a little further, and uh, they're getting you know if, if we're talking serious numbers, then yeah, investors do look at the books. There, there, the, and that's where it comes in handy to have someone who can speak that language, who could speak the numbers language, uh, exactly. you know, coherently exactly. where the, like, you don't have to be that person saying it, right. You don't have to be the person talking about numbers. Um, so that's why it's good to have a dynamic team, uh, who can do all of those things. The, the, now the second part to your question was the, um, the, the management skill. In addition to the financial skill. Yeah, the, the financial management and the management skill. So you don't want to be a startup knocking on the door of a VC. They say, what happened to your funds? Like, you, did you guys raise a million dollars? Why are you knocking at our door? You, you raised it last month. You can't be the person to say, no, we need more because we, we're, we're, we're looking at our last 10 grand before we go bust. <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> a, lot, a lot like uh, startups. That's why the startups need grounding. They need, a, they need a team who puts each other in check. 
right? Yes. You can't have a high energy CEO who's like, I want this, I want the shiniest that I want this, I want the, all the bells and whistles, all the it, like they keep changing their mind every two seconds and because they want the they want to be to have the best. But then the resources they're dealing with obviously is finite. They can have infinite ideas, good ideas, but they have finite resources. They have to have a group of people, a, te- a team who can put high energy people yeah, to 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 in uh, focus their energy on specific stuff. So it's like, hey, we agreed on this app to look like this, to act like this, to to operate like this. We can't in the last hour, drastically. You're coming to us and say we need to change up the whole thing. We spent you know months developing it to this point, and you're telling us to scrap it, and you're telling us we need to reset. By then, you already spent a couple hundred k, right? So you. It's all like it happens. It happens more often than we think, and that's usually how people burn money. They just have so many ideas while they're building a product that their product doesn't even get built. It, it's like it's like that's a, right. a car with no steering wheel. Or like it, it has it has a wheel <laughs> missing, and it, you know the engine is on the roof. Like it, it doesn't look like so. There's high energy people who are very excited and energetic. It's positive. It's good for the company. You need that. You need those people. But then at the same time, they could also spell doom for the company because you need grounded people to tell me like, all right, this is getting out of hand. Like we can't have this car with 10 wheels. This isn't making sense. We need, we need, to, we need to cut this out. We need to, we need to come, go back to the drawing board, sit down, have an honest discussion. Management is important. Managing the leaders is also important. That's why you need yes. a dynamic team who can do that, who can, who, who's willing to say, you know, and usually it is a very free, open conversation. You don't want to have a restrictive environment where your guys are, are, are not, they don't want to express their thoughts and ideas because they just feel like it's not, it's going to be heard on, you know, deaf ears, right? And you, and also vice versa. You don't want to be a leader who's ha- saying all these things, doing all the, getting people excited, but then it's like they're not getting, giving you the feedback you're looking for. So you need people yes. who understand each other, um, managing the leadership, um, Usually you manage leadership by, by being the person who writes the checks, um, <laughs> give them, you know, that's how, that's how you, you do it. Um, they, they, then they start to listen, right? It's like, Hey, look, we, we can't do everything. If we, if we talk crazy, they're going to cut the funding. So we need to be smart about how we move. Um, so. Yeah. With the, uh, on yes. the financial side, uh, how does a startup company really develop a valuation uh, that they project to an investor. Now, I've, I've, I've seen some ridiculous numbers based on what they've done and where they are. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's, you know, pie in the sky stuff to a lot of people, but what's the real way to develop a valuation? So a valuation, generally it's undefined. Um, what makes a good idea and a, different from a great idea? We don't know who <laughs> really is a market like, you know, especially one which is untested. We don't know. Uh, the, it's usually like, a, you know, I'm not going to say it's like throwing a dart in the dark and, and you know, hoping it sticks, but like it's, it, it, you, you would, uh, you would measure it on metrics. Like what, what industry is it for? What is the competition? What is the, what are, what are their valuations? How far have you gotten? And what is, what is going to, you know, how are you going to give it a competitive advantage, right? So if every other startup is fairly new in your space, because your industry is new as well, um, and um, you look at it and you're like, oh, look, these guys have secured $5 million at like, and their valuation is, I don't know, 
let's just say they're, they, 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 they secure actually 10 million, let's say 10%, 10 million, their valuation is $100 million, right? Um, so then you would be like, okay, now you have to study those guys and you have to see how did they come to that conclusion? Who, like, why, why did they get $10 million? And then you look at the part product, you do your homework on their product. And if your product is not up to par with their product, then it's not going to be a hundred million dollar valuation, right? So, uh, so, so you have to, and also fine, maybe it's not, let's not look at other companies. Let's not, because every company is different, fine. Then you look at just strictly the market, right? And as you're in your, in your market, are you the, you know, is your idea so unique and so disruptive? And you know that this market, like the market share you can get within five years time, you can get like, you know, if the market, uh, the industry you're targeting in is, is worth billions of dollars and you're, you know, that your solution, if used properly, if, 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 you know, uh, implemented across the board, you know, that you can quickly within five years, get, get a decent chunk of that market share worth billions of dollars in revenue. Then, you know, you know, that, you know, that makes sense. Um, is that rare? Yeah. Because generally every startup thinks they're in that category, right? Every startup, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. so, 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 and, and, and that's the thing like VCs and all that, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a VC guy. I, I just, uh, uh, but I can tell you like VCs, um, they, they see it also, they, they've seen a lot of things. <laughs> Let's put it that way. They see a lot of things come through the door. And that's when, you know, when you realize like, oh yeah, you know, you hear the stories of people that contacted hundreds and hundreds of VCs and they're like, this is our journey. This is our thing. We're getting a lot of, uh, uh, we're not getting any yeses. Let's just say that. Um, so, and then, the, then you have to ask yourself, well, it's because why are you not getting yeses? It's because you're, 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 you're trying to make yourself look bigger than you are, right? Yes. If you're, it, then that comes to the story of the ask. The story if they ask is you're on the street, you, 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 you forgot your wallet at home. You're trying to catch, catch a ride, uh, catch a bus or whatever. Uh, bus ride is, let's just say, I don't know, 10 bucks. You don't have 10 bucks. And, but you're, you know, you ask someone, Hey, can I get a dollar? And someone gives you a dollar, but you could have asked more because they would have given you 10 bucks. And you go to the next day, Hey, can I get a hundred dollars? Then the guy's like, no, are you crazy? What do you need a hundred dollars for? But then you go to the third person, hey, can I get like, can you have like 20 bucks on you? They're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, here you go, 20 bucks. The bus ride is 10 bucks, but you got 20 bucks. The point is that you got to know what you ask for, right? So you can't ask for too much. You look ridiculous. Can't ask for too little, you're wasting your time. So just ask a reasonable amount, which you know for a fact, which will get you through at least a year and a half. Within that time, you would have, you know, uh, set things straight. And um, then, then go ahead and go to the next funding round. But a lot of startups don't want to ask uh, the right numbers. They want to they want to come in, say that they're they're Steve Jobs and this is Apple, and they need a <laughs> they need a couple hundred billion dollars or something crazy. And that in, as a startup, that, uh, this is a little different area. And I know you deal a little bit, uh, of course, maybe a lot with the uh, with government. Now, should a startup even consider uh, the government as a potential target? 
as a funding source, yep, yep. The, you know, speaking with various agencies, various um, undersecretaries, secretaries on, on, on um, well, in terms of, in the context of this conversation, let's just say United States, uh, speaking with, uh, you know, various U.S. government officials uh, since, you know, I'd say past two years at least, they have ramped up efforts drastically. Uh, na- uh, you know, innovation is uh, should be considered uh, a national security concern. Uh, what makes America great is its ability to put out some of the best innovations we could, you know, the world could ever see, right? Um, but uh, our innovations are being stifled and slowed down uh, because lack of government participation in in helping these uh, like uh, emerging companies, small business, and stuff. Um, so. Now they're changing that. Now they're doubling down. They're increasing investment opportunities. Not, uh, not not even just investment opportunities. Just lending programs. Some of them are forgivable. You got grant programs. Um, generally, uh, a, around technology, te- technology startups. Uh, but there's all, also other stuff, right? So if you're if you're building, um, let's just say, a new like non non tech tech uh, related uh, product. You, you, you got a new like protective glass, which could be used for defense purposes or something like that. I'm sure they, they, obviously the government would eat that up, uh, you know, or you got other other products which are there. There's grants. There's tons of grants uh, for various agencies. If you're doing agritech, I know that I, I had spoken with the previous administrations uh, under, uh, at the time. Uh, he was the undersecretary of, uh, for um agriculture and like trade or something like that but it was it was it was under the usda um and uh, he was telling me like yeah we need to ramp up efforts in agriculture and it was it was the whole conversation was mainly pointing towards technology in agriculture so agritech and uh tons of but there's not too many agritech startups as you know people aren't excited too excited about like plants and growing things and all that as much as they should be, because that's where a lot of uh, uh, grants are, uh, opportunities are. And um, sh- long story short, the, the, the answer is that, yeah, they should look look at the government. There's tons of programs, there's lots of incentives. If you're a US startup, you already are in a very advantageous position, um, you know? So, and uh, that's very important to remember you have a lot of government resources available, grant programs, and you got uh, the National Science Foundation. You got all various uh, groups. Now, then, that's just for the government sector. Then you also have uh, corporate foundations. You have, uh, you know, everyone from Coca-Cola all the way down to, you know, Goldman Sachs. They all offer various uh, opportunities to startups. Um, so it, there, there are grant programs available in abundance go after the grants as well with the same energy you would go after a VC because I'm sure you'll land it faster and you'll land it, uh, you know, you'll land something better. You have a better chance of landing it than you would with uh, knocking at VC's doors and getting no all the time. Um, because these grants uh, issuers, they don't like, they don't say no. Uh, if it's interesting, they'll entertain it. They'll give you a chance. They'll, they'll roll, you know, you, 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 you'll get, you'll get it. It's a process. It is a time consuming process. You have to write a lot of grants. You have to do all of that. It's not easy, but um, it's worth a try. It's worth a try. And, and that money you don't have to pay back either, right? Forgivable. You either get a, you know, there's forgivable loans. Uh, there's also 
grants well, grants are essentially yeah you basically you spend it the whole point is to spend it right okay ellen do you have any other questions you'd like to uh, ask before we um, end uh, this particular episode well um wow i am uh inspired by hearing you today and uh thank you for entertaining all of my questions that was uh, uh i i was asking from the perspective of our of our audience. Uh, we have a lot of newbies just starting and then we have experienced people and to hear you speak of it was very uh, insightful and informative. So thank you so much. Awesome. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, it's always exciting talking about this stuff because uh, I mean, it's always a, it's an experience. Startups are an experience uh, for people who are just starting out. It's definitely going to be like a learning curve, a huge learning curve. But you know what? No matter no matter the outcome, just you're still going to walk out of it with a whole new understanding of of just how everything works. And yes. and there's still always going to be something new to learn at the next corner. But that's always going to be the case. But but uh, it's definitely going to shape a person. Um, so that's the exciting stuff. Yes. Thank you, Christopher. You're muted. Rather than that. Are there any final words that you would like to uh, to give our audience? Any inspiration? Anything from the gut, so to speak? Mm. I would say, uh, don't be afraid to try and fail. I think that uh, this isn't a test. It's not an exam. No one's going to give you a bad grade. Um, and just let 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 things. You know, understand. You can't, like I said, control every aspect of this. Okay, if you could control it, I think every every startup would become a billion dollar startup. But uh, you can't. You started with an idea. You believe in it strongly. You, it's gonna. You get, your belief in that idea will be tested. Uh, you know, there will be times where you're just gonna be like, all right, maybe this is the time I should just <laughs> throw in the towel. I'll go back to the whatever I was doing before, right? But uh, play the long game if you can, and uh, know that it's all about. Uh, persistence like just persist through it all and you'll make it yes, uh, yes. and that's uh, very difficult when uh, you're raising a baby <laughs> so yes. speak, right very <laughs> <Yeah>. difficult <laughs> all right Jayan, thank you yeah. so much for being a part of make your pitch this is this has been truly informative and and i hope uh, uh we'll be able to ask you to come back on again on some other topics Always. anytime anytime very good thank you for Excellent. that uh, there are so many other topics that are pertinent and uh, to a startup company that we can dig even deeper into. Kind of did a oh, yeah. 30,000 foot view today, but some of those areas we can dig really deep on in the process. Yep, yep. You know, market entry, expansion into other places. Maybe you might not be doing good in your own backyard, but your neighbor's backyard might be looking like a good proposition, right? Inter international <laughs> yes. business, international marketing, those that's types international, of things. International, that's, that's a very fun discussion because there's it's, it's a rabbit hole uh the world is so big so absolutely yeah. all right well thanks thanks again ellen thank you so much i appreciate You're it welcome. as always and uh, as thank we you. say when we close always be firm when you make your pitch and always make your pitch remember to listen learn and give If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, 
go smash the subscription button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch. Make Your Pitch.